committed to being single and celibate for life. What a counter-cultural idea. Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Earl Grey. I'm Sam Wan and it's another week and another cup of tea with another interesting person with a perspective on life. This week I chat with Simon, who's a social work student and someone who is committed to being single for life. What is this all about? Well, grab yourself a cuppa and join me and Simon for another Conversations with Earl Grey. Welcome to Conversations with Earl Grey, and today we have with us Simon Sheed, who is a social work uh, student at the University of New South Wales, and is also a mixtape artist. (laughs) Simon, tell us a little bit about your mixtape. We're not talking about about our mixtape, my my mixtape, my... Look, the, the... the story is, I made a mixtape with someone from church because that's what you do in isolation times, um, and it's a bit of fun. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that doesn't need to be the topic of our conversation. Volume one is like, has how many copies did you make? Uh, ten. ten. Ten copies of volume one. Ten. Yeah. When will it get platinum? That's the big question, isn't it? Um, yeah. It, it look, it is the big question. Everyone's wondering on their lips. Yeah, at, at my church, at least, amongst the um, two people who have listened to it so far. <laughs> <laughs> so, Simon, we're here today. We're here to talk about um, singleness. Um, so, tell me, Simon. Uh, you're, it's really interesting. You are single. Um, yes. And it's one of your pursuits in life, which um, might be very strange to a lot of people. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. um, Well, from what I read in the Bible, singleness isn't something that is, you know, a a last priority for something, someone. Um, It's not something that is just shoved off to the side and... You know, if you just don't manage to find the right person, I'm doing inverted Inverted commas. Inverted commas. Um, If you don't manage to find the right person, too bad, you're single. Um, I don't think that's how the Bible talks about singleness. I think the Bible actually esteems singleness um, because of the gospel fruit that it can have um, and the, uh, the way in which a person can stay divided on Sorry, stay undivided, not divided. <laughs> stay undivided on their attention to Jesus. Um, yeah. And so from what I can see, why not? Yeah, was that always a plan of yours? No, no, not always, yes. I had a heartbreak, you see, Sam. Oh, and so that's you why... Might, yeah. Tell us about that heartbreak if you can. You might not know about that heartbreak. Do you know about that heartbreak? I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't that big a deal. But um, oh, was this the lady that? What lady? The lady that you um, uh, in I, outdoor I really... ed. Yes, yes, yeah, it was yeah, a lady in yeah, outdoor yeah, ed. Yeah. Um, it's very without di- without divulging too much too much too many details. It is very tricky to fall in love with someone that you see out of. Uh, constantly. Yes, yes. Um, 
So yes, it was it was a little bit hard to get distance. Anyway, um, so so that didn't that didn't work out, which was fine. Um, and I think at that point, I really did idolize marriage and idolize relationships, and that's the trajectory that I saw my life going. And um, you know, I, I think God really used a little bit of heartbreak, which I think is a wonderful thing. Um, and I got a book from my uncle. Um, shortly after that, which was Ed Shaw's Plausibility Problem. Right. And then after reading that book, um, I guess I started to realise, hang on, there's there's actually nothing wrong with being single. Singleness is actually a great thing and is something that can be plausible as a Christian, yeah. as Ed Shaw writes about. Yeah. Um, and so then I thought, oh, I might read a bit more about this. Um, and particularly in the last, you know, two years... I've thought, no, I'm actually going to commit to this, yeah. being single. Yeah. And it's it must be a difficult thing because you're not a bad-looking person. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, thank you. <laughs> and, um, you know, a, a lot of people would pursue you, I would uh, imagine. So, um, how do you fend them off? <laughs> I make it very widely known. You make, make it very, it very widely, widely known. known. Um, I, I actually haven't had, um, that much of a problem with people pursuing me, which, which is lovely. Now that could be for two (laughs) reasons. That could be because one, I'm naive or two, because I never hear about it. So (laughs) it could be one of those two things. Um, but I, I tend to, you know, I, I, I really like being able to have friendships with girls. Um, and so if I'm to have a, f- a friendship with a girl, I tend to just be very clear up front um, so that there's no, uh, you know, miscommunication about what the intentions of that friendship are. Yeah. So, yes. so it seems you, with your desire for singleness, you're, you are able to really DTR, de- define the relationship <laughs> with the opposite sex quite early on. Yes. And have quite fruitful friendships. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. And and and, and I hope so. In fact, um, you know, one of my closest friends is a girl and, and we're very clear about the fact that it will always be a friendship. Um, I think it's... And it's not just always be a friendship until feelings come about? No, no. It's always be a friendship. Definitely always be a friendship. Um, I do try and not make that my, uh, I guess, greatest friendship in a sense. I try to lean on particular guys perhaps a little bit more um, because I'm mindful that in one sense, if you're the best of friends with a girl, in a sense, you may as well date them, you know. Um, So I'm, I'm mindful of that tension. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's really wonderful to be able to have a friendship with a girl and be clear that this is not something that we want to head towards marriage, but this is just something we want to have as friends. Mm. Yeah. And you're a Christian. As a Christian, it seems marriage is something so sac- uh, sacred in the church, isn't it? Why mm. do you feel like you are running away from marriage? Uh, yeah, why do I feel like I'm running or away? Or maybe, why, why why are you running away from something that 
for, for thousands of years have been seen as such a sacred moment of someone's life. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm, so I'm trying to think through the question because running away from it, um, you know, sounds like marriage is a bad thing when, when marriage is still a good thing and... Uh, and singleness is a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not kind of running from one good thing to one bad thing or I'm not running from one bad thing to one good thing. I think I'm running from one good thing to another good yeah, thing. Yeah, like you're making a sense. particular choice yes. between two good choices. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Does and that... in that I forgot what the question was. Well, no, <laughs> I think that's, that, that answers the question. Okay, okay. Um, is that... There's got to be times that are difficult. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and the desire for romance, for relationships for closer intimacy um yeah i i think so there are definitely times when i really you know would love to cuddle on the couch with a girl and watch a movie um or to be able to have that intimate romantic relationship and it's hard it's really hard not to want that when it's so idolized in society you know you you watch any hollywood movie and it's got a romantic element to it um you know i mean there's a whole genre that is romantic comedies rom-coms um and so it's it's pretty hard to escape that people are destined for relationship in a male and female marriage or dating sense um, because that's that's really what all the movies and, and all of culture and society says. Mm. And so because of that, it's very easy for me to get sucked in and think that the purpose in my life is to find a woman um, or to get sucked in and think, oh, my life would just be so much better if I had a, a girl who I could call constantly, who who could be my girlfriend, who I could cry with, yada, 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 whatever. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. I guess, how would you define friendship then? Oh, good question. Yeah. Friendship is look... so tricky to define. Yeah. I actually don't know if I can define yeah. what a friend Does is. Does friendship look different to you? Like, is it, do now, like now, with your commitment to singleness, does friendship develop a different flavour? Yeah, I think so. I, I would like to see more of society value friendship more. And I think as a single person... Well, naturally... define friendship first. Because oh, it can it's... be very, like, um, you know, it could be utilitarian, right? Mm. Uh, or it could be very, um, on the other end, it could be very um, insular and codependent. What yes. is a healthy friendship in your eyes? What is a healthy friendship? Um, I, th I, you know, I, I think, I think there would be a lot of similarities that you would draw to a dating couple with a friendship. So I would actually think a lot of the things that you think of between a healthy dating couple would be similar with a healthy friendship. Um, and so I think it is things like having that person where you're willing 
to call them whenever and you know that you can call them whenever to ask anything or to have a chat. Um, that or vulnerability. That vulnerability, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. It's a person who you know is fine if you just want to have a cry with them. It's the person who, um, you know, if you're bored one day and you're like, I just feel like going for a bushwalk, you can text them and say, hey, can we go for a bushwalk, you know. Um, and so I, I think that people value dating so much that perhaps we've lost a preciousness in mm. that friendship. Mm. Um, and I think there is something really precious in a friendship that we can make more of. Yeah. 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 Coming back to singleness. Yes. There, there don't seem to be many mentors or people who you can look at who've gone the path before you. Mm. Or are there any that in particular stands out to you? Yeah, there are um, there are definitely single people in my church, single people from outside my church who are Christians, who I do look up to, who are a bit older, and they're wonderful. And um, you know, a lot a lot of the older single people I know, uh, particularly those who are Christian, are some of the most mature Christians I've met. Mm. Um, uh, and so I, I do have those role models, but I've never met a person who has decided to be single from a young age. So whilst I do have those role models, I don't know one single person who's older who who's wanted it to it. be that way, yeah, who yeah, chose yeah, yeah. it. It's rather they were single for a season rather than single for a reason. Yes, and that that, <laughs> se that season just became very long, yeah, a bit yeah, too long yeah. for them. Yes. So tell us, what, what are the benefits of being single, do you reckon? Yeah, uh, it's, it, it's, it's, it's actually, I, I find that actually a tricky question to answer. And I think the biggest benefit... Or what are the blessings? Yes, yes. I mean, I'll, I'll answer the benefit one because I, I think I've come to see that the biggest benefit I can see, being a Christian, I want to look to the Bible as my source of authority. And the biggest benefit that the Bible says about being single is that someone can be fully devoted to God, that someone can be fully devoted to his kingdom um, and to the, to the purposes of God. Uh, now, that's not to say that marriage people can't, but there's definitely a sense in which a married person, they've got to love their wife as well as love God, and that can be really hard to balance. Mm -hmm. Whereas a single person can just solely focus on loving God. And I think that's the clearest and benefit. And serving God as well. And serving God, yeah. exactly right. Um, thank you. And so I think that's the clearest benefit from Scripture to me. Yeah. In terms of just general blessings, you know, a lot of these kind of general blessings could be probably argued and debated, but things like... What are, for you? Yeah, for me. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for me, it would be things like, um, it does give me a little bit more time. So it does give me more time to invest in more people. Um, I'm an extrovert. I love people. And whilst I could love someone very well in a marriage... One of the great blessings I find from singleness is I can love more people instead of just one person. Why just love one person when you can 
love ten people instead, you know? Um, so it's an extrovert's dream, really. Um, and so that, that's a really good blessing for me. Um, freedom is another blessing for me. There's a, there's a sense in which I... I, I um, you know, if I have a friend in Canberra who goes through a really tough time, it's easier for me to drop everything, drive to Canberra and spend a week. Post-COVID. Post-COVID. (laughs) (laughs) During COVID, maybe not. But post-COVID, yes. Um, And that's... I I think that's a freedom that a lot of married people and um, people with families don't perhaps get... Yeah. Because there's another dependent. Yeah, and I guess it's it's a matter of giving up things, don't we? Yeah. Um, yeah. If we're if we're married and if we're um, in a relationship with someone, we give up singleness yes. and we give up an aspect which is good, yes. and we take upon another aspect which is also good. Yeah. Whereas you give up an aspect which is good, marriage relationship, and. Uh, biological family to take up something that is good as well yeah exactly right so i wonder whether what does family mean to you then as a single person because you're in your path ahead um you may not you, you probably won't have biological children what does family mean to you yeah well i i think family means to me um more being a Christian than it does being a single person because as a Christian we're told that when you become a Christian you're actually adopted into the family of God and so that I can tell you that makes it a lot easier being a single person than if I was a single person and not a Christian because I miss out on the whole family of the church Mm -hmm. Um, but the church is supposed to act as that family and so I think for the foreseeable future until I die the church will be my family is yes. that a is that a tricky reality to live out in the sense that does church and Christian communities embrace that easily you reckon no but I think we're getting better yeah I, th- I think it's I think it's something that we're getting better at and every church is different some churches are really strong at embracing everyone as family and some churches are still a little bit caught up in the notion of nuclear families are the um you know center point of the church when actually engaging the whole church as the family is is more important and what are some steps you reckon that the church or communities can better help single people to be family to them? Yeah. um, I think a big one comes down to the individual members and families of church having single people in their home, you know? I think think that's a big one, is just um, having people a part of, of life a bit more, having single people... A part of their regular life a little bit more um, and I think a lot of people are worried you know married couples are worried oh if we invite a single person over they're gonna feel awkward they're gonna feel like they're third wheeling but from my experience every time I visit a married couple's house it's wonderful I have a great time in fact 
I'd probably find it a bit more boring if it was just the one person. But having two people there, you know, and then they get in a little fight and you get to have a little laugh about it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I, I, I think the big thing is just having members of the church willing to let anyone into their lives. And it doesn't have to be just a single person. It could be anyone in the church, but the regular things of life engaging church members in that. Um, yeah. I mean, you could probably think of some examples too. I, you know, I'm thinking like, you know, parents get stressed at driving the kids to school. Get someone from church to drive the kids to school. You know, yeah. that's what you do. You'd, you'd normally get your uncle to do it or your brother or whatever. Why not get someone from church to do that? Or, yeah. um, you know, th- there's a whole list of things. Maybe you're really stressed about cooking dinner at night. Get someone from church, say, hey, do you want to come around for yeah. dinner? By yeah. the way, you're cooking it. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, yeah. like... And I think it's, 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 it's when you start embracing other people, other, um, especially people who are single, the sing- uh, those who are single have to give up their independence and, um, take upon dependence yes. and to provide for another that they might not necessarily uh, experience in their everyday life. Yes. Yeah. Ex- exactly right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us, um, what are some griefs of singleness? Some griefs of singleness. Um, what are some sad moments? What are some realities that it's it's not it's not going to be a bed of roses? It's not going to be yeah. a walk in the park yeah. every single day. What are some realities that you do yearn? Yeah. Um, not having children is a big one. Um, I would love to father a child who, you know, I, I have brought into this world and, and, and that would be a real joy. Um, and that's a reality I'll never have. And that's something I'm, yeah, very sad about. And, um, you know, I, I have friends who that's, that is one of the biggest things that, that they grieve of singleness is they go, I just want to be a dad or I just want to be a mum. And so that's, that's really hard. That is a reality of being single. Um, now, you know, another reality of being single, which I haven't experienced yet, but I imagine I probably will at some point, is the idea of living alone. I'm very blessed at the moment to live with housemates, but... I imagine at some point down the line, I probably will be living alone. And that's, that's also a really hard reality. I'm not sure how I'd go with that. Um, yeah. And, um, just, just having, having that person there all the time, you know, there's something really special about having that, that, that incredibly close knit, um, relationship with someone, which only a, a, only a marriage can really be. Um, you can have an incredibly close friendship, but marriage is just that little bit more and is, is a larger priority on each mm-hmm. other. Um, and I'll never quite fully get that blessing of marriage. Yeah, yeah. in this life. In this life, correct. Yeah. Yes. yes. So, last question, Simon. As, as a Christian... Have, have you ever reflected on Jesus 
romance and singleness? I have. I do regularly, actually. Um, and, I, I, you know, I think, I think the biggest thing is, you alluded to it before, is that marriage is for this life, um, but it's actually also for eternal life as a Christian. And it's not that you have a soulmate and you're waiting in heaven for a soulmate. Um, it's that marriage is actually pointing to our marriage that we're going to have with Jesus. And so everything that you can learn from a Christian marriage on earth is supposed to teach you and get you excited for the marriage that you're going to have with Jesus in heaven. And it's supposed to kind of communicate to you as a married person. You're supposed to kind of get this sense in the ways that this person is so intimately related with me. That's how intimate related you know, intimately related I can be with the God of the universe in heaven. Um, and that's, I think that's beautiful. And so as, as I think Sam Albury, or maybe it was Ed Shaw put it, I can't remember, one of those two guys put it, if you miss the movie trailer, it's okay if you still get to see the main film. And that's what I think marriage is. Marriage is the movie trailer and if you miss the trailer on Earth, you still get the main film of having an intimate relationship with Jesus in heaven. Well, thank you so much for your time with us, Simon. This has been Conversations with Earl Grey. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you just heard, you can subscribe to us on Conversations with Earl Grey on iTunes, Spotify, and also Google Podcasts. It's been great having a cuppa with you. The music has been made by Purple Planet. And I hope to see you next time on Conversations with Earl Grey.